Mic check. One, two. Is that? That's too hot. One, two. One, two, three. Zoomish. Zoomish? Is that me? Hello, hello. This is Scott. Thank you, babe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunday morning program. We all enjoy listening to the Money Wise radio show with your protectors, the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance. Hey, good morning, Phil. It's good to be with you, and it's good to see you. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Phil. Hello there. Good morning, Peter. You know, we've been blessed with such a, a spate of beautiful weather lately, haven't we? Absolutely. This yes. Is what we waited for all July. <laughs> it's perfect weather, low yes. humidity, beautiful sunshine. Well, today we're going to talk about something very interesting, uh, Phil, on our MoneyWise show. Our goal, as you know, is to help show people how to protect their family and how to protect their money. Mm-hmm. And we talked recently about couples working together, couples who are living together or thinking about getting married. Today we're going to focus just on the men. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about mistakes that men make when it comes to money and how well do men really manage money and then next week we're going to have a conversation about women and how well do women handle money Mm -hmm. which by the way just not to keep you in suspense it's usually better for a woman to handle money than it is for a man women do a better job generally really so today we're going to talk about men handling money and I think we established uh, recently, probably last week, that the three of us, for the most part, our wives are the ones who write the checks and pay the bills and keep track of the expenses. And that's right. They're the bosses. Uh, that's fairly telling <laughs> all by itself. Um, Peter, would you say quickly um, who we are and what we do and who's bringing this radio station to you today? Sure. We're from USA Wealth Group, and we're located in North Dartmouth off on uh, Fonts Corner Road over near the Vanity Fair outlet, a little bit north of the mall on Fonts Corner Road. And we can be reached at 508-998-8858. Always happy to speak with you. And what we do primarily, Phil, is we help people make plans for saving, for retirement, for life insurance and annuities, rolling over 401ks and IRAs into something that might be performing better. Uh, We show people how to save taxes, how to plan a budget, Um, how to calculate what is the best method for taking Social Security benefits, how to protect your house, anything to do with money, finances, protecting what you've earned, and in many cases, how to make more money than what you've got. Mm -hmm. There's no reason that anybody needs to pay a penny more in taxes than what they absolutely have to do. That's always one of our key goals as well. So with that little backdrop in mind, what we're going to talk about today is men, and how well really do men handle money and make money decisions? Um, what is their spending style? And what are some of the things that they do well? And what are some of the things that maybe they don't do well? And I'd like to start this morning by talking about one of my favorite uh, authors and writers, Ben Franklin. And I'm just constantly amazed when I read things that he has written that are in common usage today that we don't think about. So one of his quotations was, never leave that till tomorrow, what you can do today. And you've heard that so many times, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. And that's really our mantra in talking about financial services and helping people make proper financial decisions. People tend to put things off. They assume that tomorrow isn't going to come, and it does. It takes discipline, though, to do today what... You need to do today. You know, that's really a good word. Uh, discipline, and another word for discipline is habit. If you get into the habit of doing things, whether it's exercising 15 minutes a day every single day or being careful about what you eat, if you get into the habit of doing things, you're going to be the better off for it. And the same is always true when it comes to financial services and financial planning and saving for your retirement or saving for some purchase, like a down payment for a house, for example. If you make a habit of savings, then that's going to stand you well in the long run. So here's an important quotation, since you brought up that word, uh, the word habit. 
We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. So what Greek philosopher might have said that? That sounds either like Socrates or Aristotle, but I'm going to lean towards Aristotle. That was absolutely Aristotle. And even way back thousands of years ago, he was talking about habits and how important it is, and uh, savings is an important habit. So he said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but it's a habit. But our focus today is going to be on men. And there are lots of jokes about men, and there are a lot of interesting things we can say about men. Do you remember who uh, Mae West was? Of course. I think most people remember who Mae West was. She was a movie actress, and she was a very uh, bosomy lady. And she had a lot of interesting things to say as a philosopher, too. She'd be very excited to see you, Ray. So, well, I doubt it. But (laughs) One of the things she said was, a man in the house is worth two in the street. <laughs> so we're going to say a couple of quotations about men today. And then she also said, a man can be short and dumpy and getting bald, but if he has fire, women will like him. Does that mean money? <laughs> Not necessarily. There are other quotes about money, but um, Mae West was a, a philosopher in her own uh, mind, I guess I would say, right? Yes. So, Pete, let's uh, start talking about our topic of men and how are men different from women when it comes to money or financial planning or savings? I don't know that men are necessarily different. Uh, Women actually in marriages, uh, something like 73% of them control the uh, finances or pay the bills. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about uh, retirement tips, financial planning, uh, money-saving tips for men, and then next week um, we'll do uh, the same but for women. Uh, so, you know, there are some things that men uh, usually do that women don't. Sometimes uh, it's, it's, you know, whether it's uh, fixing a car, most men do that versus women. It's not, uh, you know, something that... Uh, we're trying to be stereotypical about it. it's just usually the case. Um, so a lot of the tips that we have today are based towards men, and we're going to do, as I said, something very similar next week, but for women. Uh, so we've got a lot of tips and uh, financial advice for uh, men geared geared for men. Men do differently um, things about money than women do, and um, let's get into some specifics and talk about that. And, you know, by the way, Phil, it's also been written by uh, Tennessee Williams, who was a famous playwright. He wrote A Streetcar Named Desire, for example. And he said that men don't want anything they get too easy. But on the other hand, men lose interest quickly. <laughs> Do you think he was talking about money? <laughs> uh, genius. <laughs> genius. But uh, men have shorter attention spans. The fact is, you know, they simply do. So when it comes to money, um, I suspect that most men don't budget as well as uh, women do. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not talking just about marriage situations, but we're just talking about in general. So let's let's go in and talk about some money tips, Pete. Um, money, smart financial practices that men use that women should learn. How about that? Can we talk about that as a topic, for example? So... For example, women are probably more likely to make money in stocks and more likely to run a profitable hedge fund or something of that nature. But there are still financial areas where women don't perform as well as men do. Um, One of the things that men often avoid is credit card mistakes. Men are less likely to make a mistake with their credit cards for some reason Um, than women are, and men typically don't carry as much of a balance as women do. That might say more to spending, uh, for example, but this is according to surveys that have been done by uh, the financial regulatory authority in this country called FINRA, and they studied thousands of people across the country and said that women are more likely to pay only the minimum amount required on their credit card and therefore they're going to incur fees and continue to pay interest. Um, and they're likely more likely to pay after the deadline for making their payment than men are. So men tend to be more prompt in making their payments. They tend not to carry as large balances. So there are some good things that men do 
than uh, women do. But that might have more to do with uh, spending, uh, for example. Um, did you want to say something, Pete? No, no, we've got lots to talk about. Uh, just different survey. You were talking about surveys, and there's one here that uh, goes into uh, great detail about men versus women uh, with regards to financial matters. Um, women are much more likely to plan their financial affairs uh, carefully. Um, and also, women are much more likely to change their financial planning over time, where men usually uh, don't change the way that they save money or the way that they plan for the future, uh, especially with, uh, with regards to how women do. Um, women worry much more about recessions and worry about retirement than, uh, than do men. And uh, it's about 50-50 that women and men both feel that they share equally the responsibility of how to save and, uh, how, and how they're going to save and, and saving for retirement. One of the things that I've learned, which is kind of interesting, Phil, when we were doing some preparation for this particular show, is that mm -hmm. women tend to use fewer financial products than men do. So men will typically be more involved with credit cards, life insurance, mortgages, investment funds, stocks and bonds, and women will tend to be involved in some of those things to a lesser extent than men do. So I think it probably has something to do with risk-taking as well. Men sure. will take a chance and they'll mm -hmm. look at new things and try new things more than uh, women do. Um, as a general proposition, uh, various studies have been done that says women are less comfortable taking risks with their money than men are. And it probably has something to do with our basic natures and our basic genes. Women were taking care of children historically over the you know thousands of years and the, the gatherers of food and the growers of food where men would be out hunting animals and taking risks. So I think as a general proposition, men are bigger risk takers. And what we do um, at our company, uh, Phil, and for everybody listening, is we really try to eliminate risk, but that is uh, an important part of the survey that we're, uh, that we're discussing right now. Uh, men do genuinely, uh, generally take more risks than women do, and that includes the stock market, as my father just said. So uh, a lot of risk can come with reward, uh, but we don't really recommend doing that unless it's somebody uh, you know, who is younger in their 30s or maybe 40s. Certainly as you get older, you want to uh, avoid the risk and, and be more conservative so you don't lose any of the money that's geared towards uh, retirement. So maybe this kind of basic difference between men and women, the fact that men tend to be more of a risk taker than a woman does, than a woman is, uh, maybe that argues more for a woman uh, perhaps looking more at diversifying and trying some new things. And it also maybe argues more for the fact that maybe the woman should be the person who's managing the accounts and controlling the spending and let the men... Uh, you know, continue with what they're doing. But we're seeing gender equality every single day, and I don't mean to imply otherwise. Um, it's simply that the various studies that have been done show that men take more risks than women do. Not necessarily a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing, but men typically have earned more on their retirement accounts than women do because women are more conservative by nature than men are. So men use more products more different types of financial vehicles. They'll tend to take more risks. And they also understand that when it comes time to asking for a raise, they'll be more aggressive about asking for a raise right. in their salary than a woman might, uh, for example. And the survey found that most men uh, typically find a raise much more important than other benefits at work, um, whereas most women find the work environment or the convenience to uh, its location or whatnot is more important than mm -hmm. uh, even a small raise where men are all about the paycheck and even right. a small raise is all they care about. So this is not completely, you know, one-sided or the other-sided. It's just some generalizations. And like any generalization, you have to listen to both sides of it. You, you've heard the old joke, for example, um, that uh, men never ask for directions in a car. If they're lost, they'll continue to try to <laughs> circle around and figure it out rather than to ask for directions. Unfortunately, the same thing is true when it comes to financial planning. Men tend to focus on what they know rather than to seek out new advice. Mm -hmm. So one of our recommendations today is if you're a man who's listening, 
look at different options that are open to you. If you're strictly into fixed rate kinds of investments, especially in um, banks today, which tend to be very low interest paying uh, investments, maybe you got to take a look at some other options. And we have many, many success stories that we've seen in our office when uh, people look at different kinds of things. But because men often don't seek out advice, they often act on you know limited information, as an example. And less research or less investigation means that when they do act, they'll often make more impulsive decisions. So men generally prefer to go it alone, you know, the, the old-fashioned Lone Ranger approach. And they tend to be aggressive when they go ahead and, and do act. And some of the studies have said that older men in particular tend to be even more aggressive in their investment habits. Um, so they're therefore taking on undue risk that they shouldn't be taking. So it's, it's a common uh, mistake that men make, which is simply ignore the value of long-term planning, um, long-term care insurance, and things that they might need to carry them into the future. Um, men don't think that they're going to get dementia or you know, have medical issues as they get older. They just don't see it coming down the road. And, but people do decline. Mm-hmm. So if you're a man listening, you need to really think about take the time to sit down and get some advice, you know, get some recommendations. There are so many things out there today that can be done. And... Um, Men tend to think that they're never going to retire, or if they take a traditional retirement, the first thing they're thinking about is what? Got to go get a part-time job. Absolutely. You know, men need to be busy. They still. Men think that they need to be productive their entire life. Yes. We have a, a ton of tips here, and we could talk for the rest of the show just on different money-saving tips, and some of them may seem hokey, but... Uh, you know, bear with us because I'm sure that you'll find a lot of good uh, money-saving tips uh, for you men out there or for uh, any of you women listening to pass on to your men. Um, we have an interesting article that we'd be happy to share with you and mail it out to you. It's um, basically 30 tips to increase your bank account, and it's almost like a, a challenge to yourself. Uh, it, it starts off from day one to day 30, and day one is something that uh, – really would recommend everybody doing, which is to track your spending. For the next month, your assignment will be to write down and record every single penny that you spend. And that includes, you know, if you stop for a cup of coffee, uh, if you uh, put in $5 in gas, if you stop for a 99-cent value meal, um, you know, at McDonald's or whatever you spend, every single penny account for it and track it for an entire month, and you'll be uh, surprised as to where your money really goes. And, you know, you could do this fairly easily, couldn't you, Pete? You could mm-hmm. uh, simply take a calendar, you know, which has uh, blank boxes on it, and start writing all those things down in the calendar. And mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at the end of the month all the small, frivolous things that you spent and how they add up. And, and this, it, is, this is in the area of changing habits. Sure. And this uh, goes on, this article, day one all the way through day 30. And it's, it's really interesting. I won't go into every single uh, day, but uh, day three, take the challenge for day three is transfer your savings to a money-making account. Not a money market account, but a money-making account. So if you have excess savings in your bank account and you know, you're earning nothing or next to nothing, put uh, you know a fair amount of that into something that's going to earn something for you earn some interest for you keep enough in reserve for emergencies but you know you shouldn't have a a huge large sum of money sitting in a savings account or a money market account earning nothing well you know um, pete almost everybody that you listen to on the radio or in a book or on television uh, says the same thing if at all possible do you have enough spare resources that you could carry yourself and your family for a six to nine month period and if you don't, that's the first thing you should put money towards is to make sure you have this emergency fund. Uh, Susie Orman talks about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Put money aside in a, an emergency fund. And you know, Phil, one of the things that we talk about all the time is pay yourself first. Yes. So here's a simple hint. If you're going to stop and buy yourself a $3 uh, iced coffee in the morning, then why don't you take $3 also and put it into a little cookie jar or mayonnaise jar and mm-hmm. save it. And every time you spend money on that, put some money aside in there. And then see what the end of the month looks like. And if you did that faithfully and regularly, 
the end of the month, you're going to be looking at probably $100, $120 that you've saved. And then take the money and put it in the bank. But it all boils down to habit. You've got to make a habit of tracking your expenses. You have to make a habit of not spending what you don't need to spend. And more importantly, you've got to make a habit of savings. So that's number one rule. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy coffee. And, uh, you know, it does sound hokey to say forgo the cup of coffee and put that $3 elsewhere. But coffee really is expensive nowadays unless you go to certain places. And I, I like my coffee, but what I do is I get some creamer at the, um, some flavored creamer at the grocery store, and I get the coffee at the office. And, you know, it tastes just as good, if not better, and I don't have to spend the 2 or $3 every morning. Good idea. You know, uh, there's a real truism, and that is that time just creeps up on all of us. Everybody thinks that I'll worry about that tomorrow, but it doesn't matter what your age is. If you're a man, you need to think about these things today. Do you have uh, life insurance on your life if you're a man? What happens to your family if you don't have life insurance and all of a sudden your job is not there to produce income for your family? Is there a fund that will help take care of your family for a while um, or, or not? So life insurance is critical. Uh, budgeting. Budgeting is very important. Um, everybody needs to have a budget. We talk about this repeatedly on this show. We're happy to send you a free budget form simply Call the office at 508-998-8858. We'll send you that, or we can send you a Social Security report. You really need to take a little time to look at these things. Set a goal for yourself and do what I, I just said a couple of minutes ago and what my father's saying now. Ask for one of our budget forms. We'll be happy to send it to you. Uh, and for the next month, from this is Sunday the 18th. So from Sunday the 18th of August until Sunday the 18th uh, or whatever uh, the day it falls on the 18th of uh, September for one month write down everything that you spend every every single penny and use our budget form to track uh, also your income and your expenses and just see what that one month does for you and your mindset and think about paying cash for something instead of using your credit card automatically right. or debit card automatically <clears throat> It's not an unlimited source of money, but many people think of it. Mm -hmm. um, again, there have been studies done saying that if you put money on a credit card, it doesn't register in your brain the same way it does if you're paying cash. If you're taking cash out of your pocket and paying for something, then it has a deeper impact on your brain that you're spending money. And with regards to credit cards or any monthly payments for that matter, call and find out if there's any way that you can reduce your rate. You don't want to reduce the amount uh, of, of money that you have available, available credit to you, but you want to see if maybe you can reduce the rate on your credit cards if you do have a, a good payment history, as well as, and this is something my wife is excellent at doing, um, I, I wish I were better at it, but at least I have her to do it for me, and, and uh, you should try to do it, is call your cable company, call your satellite cable uh, provider, TV provider, your cell phone company, any company that you have a monthly bill, uh, especially if it's something that you don't need, if it's a, if it's a want, and most people do um, need it in today's world, but call your cable company, phone company, and say, you know, I'm thinking about switching to a different company because my monthly bill is too high, and you'll see how quickly they'll move to try to offer you this or that, and they will figure out how to lower your monthly bill. And, you know, Pete, um, the same thing that you've just said about credit cards, trying to see if you can get a lower rate. What about your home mortgage, if you have a mortgage? Isn't it a good idea to take a look at your mortgage interest rate right now? It's always a good idea to do that. The rates um, were at historical lows uh, recently. They're sort of creeping back up again now, but they're still very low. So if you haven't refinanced in the past, you know, four or five years or more, you really should, you know, just take a look at what the rates are nowadays because you could save a lot of money monthly. You know, very shortly we're going to take a break, but before we do, I just want to mention that there's some real simple, basic things that men can do to save money. And if you think that they're little and picky, believe me, they all add up. Um, don't overuse shampoo. Look how much shampoo you're putting in your hand when you wash your hair. In the I was morning. just noticing that. It's sure. uh, that is one big waste. Yep, you're wasting money if you do that. Um, you're you're causing your scalp to flake, perhaps, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Well, Same here's thing a, with conditioner. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really does. It's, it's like a dime every time you put it in your hand. So just think of it that way. Try to use a little less, but going along with using conditioner and, and shampoo, uh, for any of you who already are a member of a gym, plan on showering and shaving at your gym. Think of all the water that you save and the hot water that you save. And most Great of them point. have uh, soap and shampoo dispensers right there as well. Well, the real message with personal products like uh, shampoo, conditioner, shaving cream, try using less and see what happens. If you use too much shaving cream, men, that means you've got to make more passes with a razor. Not only are you wasting your shaving cream, you're irritating your face. So you can really get by with a little bit less and try that. And here's two tips before we go to a break. Speaking of shaving, uh, there's a company called dollarshaveclub.com. And you can get razor blades delivered to your door for a few dollars a month instead of having to spend $15, $25 a package for the, you know, the fancy razor blades. They'll Beautiful. do the same job. And on top of that, it's absolutely proven that the only reason that razor blades go uh, dull and get rusted or, or uh, don't cut as well is because water is left on them. Right. So if you either dry them off with a towel, uh, even blowing on them uh, to get excess water off, or putting them in baby oil, in a cup of baby oil in between shaves, your mm -hmm. razors will last a whole lot longer, months. You so bet. gentlemen, if you're listening and you want some tips on expert shaving, give Peter a call at 508-998-8858. And we'll be back right after the break so he can respond. That was great. You may, at the end of the show, want to repeat that um, uh, website. About the Dollar Day. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave. It's very, very good. <coughs> All set? Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show with your protectors, the money guys, Ray and Peter Lance, and I feel like I'm a... Newly shaven guy here. Yes, you are, Phil. <laughs> well, I was poking a little fun at Peter uh, just before the break and talking about uh, shaving lessons. But, Pete, why don't you actually give that uh, website again for that uh, dollar shaving? Yep, it's called dollarshaveclub.com. And it's a way to buy razor blades uh, less expensively. They, they ship directly to your door. Uh, it's literally like a dollar per blade um, plus shipping. So, I mean, it ends up being like $4 a month. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Awesome. Um, prescriptions. Uh, gentlemen, you can cut your prescription bills in half if you plan appropriately. Um, I'm not going to promote any particular drugstore or brand. Um, our family uses them all. They're all mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you can get... You can save money if you get a 90-day prescription rather than doing a month-by-month -month prescription. You bet. And it simply means you get a 90-day supply up front, but the insurance company pays more and you pay less. Mm -hmm. So think about doing 90-day subscriptions. Uh, the doctor has to simply be asked to do a prescription for 90 days. And also look into generic versions of your drugs. You're paying the cost, and if you don't look into some ways to cut the money and the cost of it, then... You know, they make more money. Um, enroll in an IRA account. If you're not putting money aside from retirement, and we're assuming you're not retired yet, it's a big bargain that the government gives us. If you set up an IRA account, and it doesn't really matter, you know, where you do that, uh, we'll talk to you about what you can do with it when it gets to be a little larger and you can roll it into some better earning investments. But it's a general proposition. You put money aside in a retirement account, an IRA, or make a contribution to your 401k at work, uh, you get a tax deduction on your income taxes for the most part. That lowers the income tax you're going to have to pay, plus you're saving money for your future, for your retirement. Ray, how many of us do you think in America are ill-prepared in terms of financial planning? 95%. Oh, what? Yeah, we were actually just talking about that the other day. We, we think only about 5% of the people oh uh, that gosh. we see are really prepared and, and are really uh, aware of what they're doing. You know Incredible. that only 34% of this population has even done a will or a trust. Two-thirds of the population, two-thirds of everybody listening to the show today does not have a will or a current up-to-date will or a trust. 
And I hear commercials all the time. They're not for our company, but I hear commercials on um, a certain radio station that uh, says constantly that the population, more than half of the population, admits that they don't have nearly enough life insurance or any life insurance at all and need it. I mean, everybody's aware of what they need to do. They're just not doing it for some reason. Mm -hmm. And the dollar numbers on retirement accounts, what people have saved for retirement in a 401k or an IRA account uh, will just blow your mind. It's it's less than $50,000 per household for average savings in an IRA or a retirement account. People are just not prepared and they just think that the future is never going to come, but it does. So critically important, pay yourself first, save some money when you have enough money. If you save $3,000, Take the $3,000 and put it into an IRA account. Sure. And you not only have saved yourself income taxes, but you put aside some money for your future. And, you know, there's all kinds of tips from being super frugal to just solid, you know, good, uh, normal advice. Uh, when it comes to food, a lot of people now, it's become a really big thing, is to grow a lot of your own food. And they have what's called square foot gardens. Uh, they're even doing it. It's, it's become very popular in cities. People inside their apartments or on their rooftops are growing uh, very, uh, you know, small gardens that can provide quite a bit of food for, mm-hmm. for um, you know, for your own consumption. And that can really save a lot of money. Um, the other thing is when you're going to go grocery shopping... You really want to make sure that you have a list because it's called impulse buying for a reason. And if you don't have a list and try to stick to it fairly closely, you're going to end up with twice the amount of stuff in your shopping cart and get home and wonder how the heck did you get this? <laughs> um, I, I just went grocery shopping with my youngest son the other night, had a list, and I was in and out of the grocery store in record time. And I think there were only two things added to the cart by him uh, that were not on the list. There you go. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> no, that's a good job. But, that's very um, good. What are some of the things that men typically will want to have a hand in buying? A car? A cell phone? Sure. How many people take the time to get prepared before they go and buy a car? You can go to consumerreports.org. Uh, you can look at their website. You can find out what cars cost the dealer, what the add-ons cost the dealer. You can find out what your trade-in value is worth. Whenever I go to look for a car, I've got those papers already printed out. I have an idea what kind of car I'm looking for. And I have all the figures on what the new car should cost. I know what the dealer's cost is. And then when I walk in to look at the car, I ask to see their invoice. I want to see their actual invoice. There's other numbers in there as well. They have a dealer holdback, and usually they try to keep that, and they try to make some profit, obviously. But the more prepared you are going in, knowing what your car is really worth, and knowing what the new car actually cost, you're going to walk out saving a lot of money. Usually it's thousands of dollars if you're buying a new car. Yeah, the consumerreports.org website, you'll actually have to pay for that, but you know it's probably going to be $20, $25. It's worth the possibility of saving thousands of dollars, and they'll give you an absolute, they'll give you an actual, uh, you know, dealer by dealer price as to what the car is that you're looking for should be for you to purchase. Do the uh, dealers usually give this information willingly? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, but they're, they're, uh, they've they been asked enough times now that they'll say, oh, sure, we'll show you our invoice costs, but then you'll see an $800 destination charge or you'll see a $600 holdback. And so there's $1,400 right there built into the cost of a new car. Mm-hmm. But just go as prepared as you can. Same thing with cell phones. People walk into a cell phone store. We all do it. And you see all these beautiful new phones and you pick up the samples and they're meant to dazzle you and you look at them and play with them. And then your name is on a list and your name gets called and what can I help you? I'm looking to buy a new phone. Mm-hmm. Well, you ought to know what the model is ahead of time because you can research that online. You ought to know what the cost is going to be and you ought to know if there's any specials going on. Anybody that's buying or even thinking about buying a big ticket item should do two things. First of all, put it on a list and revisit it in a couple of weeks and see if it's something that you really need and really do want or if it's just something that you're thinking, you know, gosh, a new TV would, would be great right there. Um, so sit on it, 
at least a couple of days, if not a, a week or two, and think about whether you really can afford it right now and whether you really want it that badly. Um, and then do a lot of research. It really pays to do your homework because between buying, uh, you know, at a store locally or buying it online, you could save a ton of money when you do your research. And also you can find out something about a product that you may think is the absolute best and you do a lot of research online and you see enough reasons why you shouldn't buy it because of this problem or that problem. So if you don't know how to do the research online yourself, don't have a computer, have uh, somebody that you know in your family uh, to do the research for you, but research pays off Yep, and waiting pays off. I I like your expression, Pete, sit on it, because it reminds me of an interesting quote that I had waiting for the most opportune moment to give you. If the world were a logical place, men would ride side saddle. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) So... If I didn't throw you off your game too much. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, we talked about food a little while ago and, and making a list and, and grocery shopping and growing your own food and everything else. Uh, you know, we're not trying to tell you to live such a frugal life that you can't enjoy life. Uh, everybody loves to go out to eat. But there are some coupons that you can find that can save a ton of money. Both my mother and my wife are very frugal, and they always figure out a way to – find a coupon for a free appetizer or a buy one meal, get one sure. free at, at good restaurants around mm-hmm. the area. Um, and, and one of the tips that I'm, I'm reading from right here is a lot of restaurants, their meal portions are so large that most people can't finish them now. Um, and this is something that my wife and I do. First of all, we like to go to 99 because we have three kids. And when the Red Sox win, you go in the next day and the kids eat for free. And my wife and I will split a large salad and a couple of appetizers and have a great meal for the five of us. And Isn't that it's very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of appetizers now, the sizes of the appetizers are almost this, you know, the, the size that a, a normal meal portion should be. Sure. And if you look at the price, appetizers are quite expensive. You know, six, seven, eight, nine dollars. Well, this is a tip for men, but it's also a tip for women. Um, often is the time when I'll go into a restaurant and I just don't feel that hungry. I'll have an appetizer and some soup. Mm-hmm. That's my meal. Yeah. Or I'll split an entree with my wife because you can't possibly eat all the food they put in front of you. So you save your wallet and you save your uh, waistline at the same time. And um, there are lots of things that uh, uh, people can do to save money, men in particular. The most important thing is Men need to think about taking the responsibility to plan properly so that their wife, if they have a wife, or their children, if they have children, are going to be properly provided for after they're gone. And I think it's probably one of the most important responsible things that a man can do, making sure that arrangements are in place that should anything happen to him, and chances are the man is going to be the first person to go in a family, that affairs are in order whether it's an estate plan, a financial plan, is there going to be enough money to maybe pay off the house if the house has a mortgage? Will the surviving spouse, if, if the man is married, will his wife be able to continue to stay in the house? Um, what happens if he becomes incapacitated? If the man doesn't do these basic things to plan responsibly, mm-hmm. it's basically he's not taking care of his family. Mm-hmm. And that's just a message that I want to give to people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Something I saw just the other day on, on uh, I think, the, the morning show on NBC, they're now saying that per child you have to start saving $426 a month for in-state college planning and wow. $1,000 a month per child for out-of-state college planning. Hmm. Wow. Well... Think about the idea of making this calendar. And on the calendar, we can give you all the information to put on this calendar if you like. We'll tell you what to put on your calendar each and every single day. We'll give you a 30-day calendar, men, if you're listening, on simple tips that you could do that are going to dramatically improve your financial life and dramatically help to take care of your family much better. We'll give that to you. We'll give you a budget. We'll give you the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. What do they do? Call the office Just or? Call to Peter, 508 998 8858. I have a confession that my uh, father has helped me with. I love tools. 
and if I need a tool for the house or for the car, I feel like I want to go out and get the new tool, but my father has quite a bit of tools, my friends have a lot of tools, and usually uh, what I end up doing over the past five years or so at least is I'll go and borrow it because if I haven't needed it and I'm 37 now, uh, haven't needed it until now, you know, what's the chance that I'll need it again anytime in the near future? So, uh, you know, unless it's a, a, a daily use or a monthly use tool, think about borrowing one. There's actually a website called neighborhoods.com where you can actually go and borrow tools from other people. And I'm talking uh, the computer that you hook up to your car to find out what the error light is and uh generator or air compressor or anything you can actually go ahead and and borrow things back and forth from your neighbors um, interesting so that's a, a good way to save money as well sure you know phil not everybody listening to the show uh wears a necktie most people don't anymore and probably most people listening to the show don't uh, peter and i are wearing semi-dress shirts right now but no ties you're not wearing a tie so I have to read you a little quotation. If men can run the world, why can't they stop wearing neckties? <laughs> How intelligent is it to start the day by tying a little noose around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> noose around your neck. <laughs> I think I should post that one up in my office. But um, gosh, there's so many tips that we can give people for um, saving money. And gentlemen, men who are listening, Take some action and do something to help your situation because, mm -hmm. you know, it really is very much up to you. Pete, let's say a couple words about life insurance. Why is life insurance important, especially for a man? I have life insurance. It's uh, sitting inside of an irrevocable life insurance trust, which means it doesn't get taxed by anybody or to anyone if something happens to me. But I have the comfort of knowing that if something happens to me or when something happens to me, there's a fairly decent-sized life insurance policy that's going to help my wife do whatever she chooses to do. She could work. She could not work. She could vacation more. She well, could even get remarried. There was silence a, in the room. There was <laughs> silence there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking but only years in my mind. Are <laughs> but only with a prenuptial agreement. <laughs> Oh, that is perfect. Otherwise, I come back to haunt. Yes. <laughs> I've oh, said it before. Funny. You'll you'll be haunting her mind regardless. <laughs> that is funny. Well, men are men are funny creatures, aren't they? And I won't say too many funny things about men, but I like this one too. Uh, this is a lady named Amanda Vale. Sometimes I think that if there was a third sex, men wouldn't get so much as a glance from me. <laughs> So, you know, men uh, men have a bad reputation. Or, you know, they can't live with us. They can't live without us. Right. <laughs> Kermit the Frog story. Well, life insurance, as we've talked about, sounds like a broken record. It really is one of the smartest things that you can do for yourself and for your family. Uh, it's it's no joke. It's really much different than what people think it is, and it's it's one of the best financial tools that you can use, not only to save for your own retirement, but for your child or grandchild retirement or college funding. It's, it's just, it's a no-brainer if you actually look at it, especially today's insurance products. And, you know, there are many ways to do life insurance when you're younger. If you're a younger man and you're starting out, get some term insurance. It's a good way to start. And especially if you have a young family and you have young children and it's maybe not affordable to carry a whole life or universal life, insurance, which will obviously be more expensive, think about taking out a term insurance policy. I'm going to suggest that if you're a married man, young, and you have no children, it's not unreasonable to have a $100,000 life insurance policy on your life. A term insurance for somebody who's 30 years old is probably only going to be three, dollars $400 a year mm -hmm. to carry $100,000 of life insurance. Depends on health, of course. When you start to have children, and you have any children at all, you definitely want to have more life insurance than that. You are, you're now looking at having two hundred dollars to $500,000 worth of life insurance. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot of money. Um, $500,000 could be used to pay for college for three children, for example. And you think it sounds like a lot of money? It isn't. And again, at young ages, below 40, a man could have a $500,000 life insurance policy, term life, Mm -hmm. for probably $1,000 a year or less, mm -hmm. again, depending upon health. Right. 
if you want to use life insurance as a permanent thing because you want it to be there even after your kids are educated, then take out a permanent life insurance policy. And that has the added benefit that it's going to accumulate some cash for you. Right. So that's rules for a man. We'll probably talk about the same thing uh, from the woman's perspective. Let's assume that you have a younger couple and they have two children and the woman dies. Oh my. Yeah. When the man, let's say, has a job and a career, he now has to think about child care and taking care of the children and educating the children and maybe having somebody help take care of the house because he can't do it all if he is even participating in taking care of the house. Right. So life insurance is just as important on the wife's life as it is on the husband's life. When you get older, if you're single, if you're alone, you don't necessarily have to have as much life insurance. And then there's every stage and every phase in between. But life insurance is is a great thing to have. And we've told a lot of stories before about that, so I'm not going to repeat them. But we've helped people with life insurance and then had very, very grateful families later uh, because we had done that. So, Peter, what other tips do we have that we can talk to men about that will help them? Tons and tons of tips. Well, let's talk about some of them. Uh, another website I, I could recommend, and I actually get a daily email from this website. Um, most of them I delete, but you know, once in a while I see something that really uh, piques my interest and I read the whole article. The website is called www.artofmanliness.com. Hmm. And... Uh, it, it's really sort of a, a, an old school, um, back to the, the early 1900s, late 1800s, when men were really men and talks about old school values and, and ways that men should behave and how to dress properly and how to shave properly. And it's, it's just a great website. I, I, I can't recommend it enough. Like I said, I get a daily. Why don't you repeat that? Why don't you send a copy to me? Because I haven't seen that. I get a daily update. And one of the things I'm reading from is from www.artofmanliness.com. It's 80 frugal tips to save money. Oh, uh, let's hear some of them. It's it's really a, a great website. Check it out. Um, well, there's, there's tons. I mean, this one says take advantage of your local college or university. There's lots of free cultural events and lectures that are open to the public. There's also, if you're uh, 62 or older, I believe, um, right. you are actually able to go to college for free. You're t- able to take courses for free. Right. Gentlemen, if you're listening, and Phil, did you know you now can go down to UMass Dartmouth or BCC, and you can take virtually any regular course that you want for free? I had no idea. Now, it has to be a course, I believe, that's aimed at potentially getting a degree, but why not do that if you want to? Sure. I don't believe it applies to uh, evening or adult continuing education courses because they do charge for those. But mm-hmm. any regular course, if you decide you suddenly want to get a literature degree and take courses in literature, you can sit in with all the kids and take courses for that free. That is so wonderful. I had no idea. Well, this one uh, thing that I'm reading from has 80 tips on how to save money, and it's all about how to save money if you're a man. Um, and then there's links from this site to go to other things, including um, using the library, which we've talked about before. The library is absolutely wonderful, and if you don't have it at your local library, you can just tell them that you want it, and they'll get it from another library. And in addition to that, there's all kinds of free tickets to museums, uh, shows, um, all kinds of free tickets that you can get from the library with your library card. I'm just curious about one thing, though, Pete. You said... This, this website goes back to a time when men were men. What are they now, I wonder? Well, they're not as manly as they used to be, I think. Okay. <laughs> well, that reminds me of, of one. I have to give you one more quotation from Mae West because she said some delicious things. She said, it's not the men in my life. It's the life in my men. <laughs> You like that one, Pete? Yeah. Well, <laughs> check out this website, and if you forget it, just give us a call, 508-998-8858. One of the things on here is, is to rethink your hobbies, talking about how shooting is a great hobby if somebody's into that, but how expensive ammo can be. And it says, instead of shooting, here's 45 manly hobbies that you can take interest in that don't cost as much money. All right, real quick, real quick, give us 10 manly hobbies. I have. To I don't have one. that article printed out. Oh, you don't have it just that says article. click okay. here to click on 
see and see forty-five manly hobbies. Well, hobbies. A lot of them would be sporting hobbies. Probably, yeah. Sure. Well, maybe we should do a whole show sometime and talking about um, guns and and the pros and cons of owning guns and protecting yourself or target shooting and so forth. Or maybe we should do a show on survivalism. But I do want to remind folks, Pete um, and uh, Phil, that next week we're going to be talking about money-saving ideas and money-saving tips for women as well. So we're talking mostly about men today. Right. Well, dollarshaveclub.com, artofmanliness.com, and give us a call also. We'll send you this stuff for free, and we'll send you our budget form and other tips and info on how to save money and budget your money properly. And I'm going to sound perhaps a little preachy, so I'm going to apologize in advance, but I still think in my own male chauvinistic way that it's particularly important for a man to be thinking that he is the protector in so many, many ways. And maybe he needs to take the lead for making sure there's an estate plan in place, making sure there's a financial plan in place, and what are some of the things that he could possibly do to improve his family's finances and to provide for his family. We're happy to show you all those kinds of things. Um, No obligation, free consultation. Give a call to uh, USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. We'll sit down with you and share any of these ideas, analyze your situation, and um, let's see, dare, dare I say this? We'll show you how to be a better man taking care of your family in a better financial way. You bet. That's our goal. Yeah. Be a better protector. Be a better protector. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's fun to save money. And it's fun to make money if you can do that. But that's that's what we're about. What a terrific show. Lots of great tips, advice. This is why people love tuning in. And we enjoyed the company of Mae West today also. (laughs) We certainly did. (laughs) So meanwhile, uh, stay tuned, give us a call, and we look forward to talking especially to the ladies in the audience next week. Thank you for joining us on The Money Wise Show.